Hello, 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 and welcome back to Hollywood Hero. I'm your host, Layla Palmer, and today I am back with the podcast where I interview and meet the entertainment industry's most acclaimed personalities. So, um, I'm actually having a pretty difficult time recording this intro right now because last night I was at a club (laughs) and the music was so intensely loud that when I walked out at the end of the night, a few hours later, I could not hear much of anything. Like, I could barely hear myself talk. It just sounded very, like, um, I don't, mumbly isn't the word, but it was very, like, washed out. My, my entire sound was, like, super bad. So it's better now. Like, I can actually hear myself talk better and other people talk better, but I have this intense ringing in my right ear and a little bit in my left ear, so kind of struggling right now. I have no concept of how loud I'm talking. I don't know how this audio will even turn out. I hope fine. Um, I was in class this morning and I actually was like, I was participating in answering a question or like contributing to a discussion or something. And I was like, oh, before I keep going, like, I am so sorry if I'm screaming or shouting. Like, I have no concept of how loud I've been talking all day. So I hope I haven't been screaming in anyone's face. I hope I'm not, like, shouting into the mic. It feels like I'm talking normally, but again, like, when you can barely hear yourself talk, you kind of, like, involuntarily talk louder so you can hear yourself better. So I'm hoping it sounds normal because if it doesn't, that would be super annoying. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that is how things are going in my life right now, for the most part. Um, I also, I'm finally in my second week of college, and I'm loving it here. I love my classes. I love my professors. The work is heavy. I have a lot of reading, but it's all about things that are super interesting, at least to me. Um, So I... uh, I'm, I'm loving it a lot so far. Uh, like I said, I was at a club last night. I had a really fun time. I was with my friend Nico. And uh, yeah, we had, a, we had a really good time. It was fun. Other than us both leaving the club and barely being able to hear, uh, it was fun. Yeah, so that's how college is going for me so far. Um, yeah, that kind of is like... I don't even really know <laughs> where to go from there. I guess I'll move on to first segment music minute so honestly i haven't even really been acknowledging or listening to any new music that much recently other than kanye west's new album um i've just been so busy like with classes and then work aside from my classes and then i'm trying to join some cool student organization so it's just a lot of stuff at once which I'm fine with. I can totally manage my time well and like handle um, a heavy workload. But when it comes to music, which, you know, is usually my outlet, singing and screaming and dancing in my room is usually my outlet. That's also very hard because I have a roommate. So I can't dance and shout and, you know, sing all over my room anymore because oftentimes we're here at the same time. So that can be difficult. But I guess I can go through a few of my favorite songs that I've been listening to lately. So as I've previously mentioned, I am going to school in Boston now. And 
I have the pleasure and privilege of living right on the big park in Boston, in downtown Boston called Boston Commons. Um, so I have the pleasure of having that be my beautiful view and being able to walk out there every morning or whenever, uh, whichever time throughout the day I feel like taking a walk out there. And actually, before I even moved here a few weeks ago, I made a playlist specifically for walking through the commons um, because I thought it would motivate me to actually go outside and actually walk. Also, the fact that the park is so pretty and well-kept makes me want to explore it and be out there all the time uh, and also the weather has been beautiful so there's a lot of factors going into why I've been out there so much but as far as the playlist I made which is called strolling in the commons if you are interested in looking at that playlist um you can go to my spotify it's Layla Palmer um and follow the playlist I think it's public uh, but if not I'll check right after this and make it public but just in case you want to look at that or just like even if you don't live in Boston, it's just like a strolling, like walking playlist. So one of the songs that I've been loving and playing almost like at the top of my queue every single time I have the playlist on is In My Head by Bedroom. Um, I'm honestly not sure if Bedroom is like a full band or if it's just um, a solo singer with other <laughs> instruments, but um, I'm honestly not sure. I haven't really done the research into the musician or musicians, so I'm not really sure if that's a band or not, but definitely check out that song. It's called In My Head. It's like a six-minute song, but it's like, um, I think I would compare it to like, it's kind of like a three-act play or something, except like, obviously it's a song, so it's not a play. There's three different parts of the song, and at the end, it kind of all comes together, which honestly, now that I'm saying it out loud, is how most songs are with a verse-chorus-verse-chorus kind of uh, method, but I don't know. It just feels different, and I like it. So I definitely recommend everyone listen to that song. Another song that I've been loving, not a new song by any means, but All Too Well by Taylor Swift has been overplayed um, by me in the past few weeks. I don't know why all of a sudden I'm super getting into that song. I think it's because I'm gearing up for the 10 minute version when Taylor's new re-released album comes out. So that could be why. But yeah, those are my music recommendations. I kind of went over the second segment at the beginning when I was talking about my hearing in the club and college. So we'll just get right in to the episode. So today's episode is an interview with singer-songwriter. Her name is Isha, E-A-S-H-A. Um, she is a second-year student at Stanford University. She's a full-time student. She is not most recently. It's been about a year now, almost a year, I think. Um, she's delving into a music career, hoping to become professional and make it um, super successful and I think she's very well on her way there if you listen to her music um, you would like it's upbeat feel-good music and that was one of the things that really drew me to her and so that's why I reached out to her for this interview um, I've actually before I even interviewed her I was really really obsessed with her song far away and we'll, we'll talk about it more in the interview so you can learn more about that and everything but yeah she's a really cool person. She's super nice. I had a great time talking with her. And yeah, this interview is all about what it's really like to start a professional music career 
while being a full-time student, like full-time college student. Um, and she has no plans of dropping out either. So you can hear some of how her plans for the future and her music career kind of play together in this interview. You'll hear about that. So yeah, without further ado, here is my interview with amazing singer-songwriter Isha. So I'm here with singer, up-and-coming artist, Isha. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on Hollywood Hero and have a conversation with me today. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Um, Thank you for having me. I'm super excited for this podcast. Yeah, uh, awesome. So why don't you tell the listeners what you do and a little bit about who you are and anything else like that? Yeah, um, my name is Isha, as Layla said. (laughs) I'm a 20-year-old singer-songwriter based in New Jersey right now. And I just started releasing music this past December and um, just been doing singles since then. So a lot of people know me from TikTok mostly or Instagram. And I like to think of my songs as melancholy, but also upbeat and relatable um, to a certain extent. I love lyrics, so I think that's why a lot of people listen to my music for kind of the lyricism. And I hope you will like it if you do listen to it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely check out Isha on Spotify. Her music's great. I've been obsessed with your song, Far Away. Oh, Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you were just saying how you are like a, a lyricist and you think people listen to your music for that. And for that song specifically... It was like, I think it's in the second verse where you, what's the line? Um, speaking of foreign language, como se dice, take me there. I just can't get over how like well thought out and like how good that sounds. Every time I listen okay. to the song, I'm like, oh my goodness, it's so good. Thank you. I can't wait to do that one live because I used to play that song out live all the time. And that was like the one line that like people would yeah. um, sing out loud. So I'm, I'm glad that you like like that one. Yeah, that one's really good. So you did mention that you are based in New Jersey right now. Where in New Jersey? Because I'm also in New Jersey for the summer. And I I just, I always assume that um, it's like LA for musicians, but like Uh there's a few people up in like New Jersey or like something like that. So where, if you are comfortable saying where? Oh, yeah, of course. That's so funny because I thought you were in LA because I like, I would hear us. I was like, oh, she's probably, um, but yeah, if you're in New Jersey, that's amazing. I am from Princeton, so that's oh, okay. Um, I don't know how close that is, but <laughs> yeah, I'm like at the Jersey Shore right now, so it's like a little bit far. Um, mm-hmm. but not that's so cool. Uh, New Jersey, yeah. I you said like you assume. I think a lot of people um have like a similar uh thing where they do assume I'm based in LA because of the podcast name um which I don't really mind that's fine (laughs) um I am relocating to Boston soon so I won't be Philly based which is kind of what I am now Philly based I'll be in Boston for college but yeah oh where are you going to college I'm going to Emerson oh wow oh my gosh I do have friends in Emerson really like yeah see if you know anyone yeah, for sure. Um, and then also you go to Stanford, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is it like being a full-time college student and then also like starting this music career? Like, do you have problems with time management or anything? Yeah, I think what a lot of people don't 
see and know is like the behind the scenes work. So I just started releasing music this past December, but I've been fully doing music and being in it and pursuing it as a career since like middle school, I would say. Oh, wow. Always been kind of a part of my life, um, balancing school and music and um, finding time for things that I love. So college has been particularly weird this year, obviously, because I haven't been on campus. All my like classes have been online. And yeah. the beauty of that was that it was strictly school. So all the free time I had that I wouldn't be like, you know, spending socializing, I spent like doing music and um, making TikToks and you know, just yeah. like filling, filling time. But mm, I also did a gap year where I wasn't in school. And I think that was really valuable for me to not have any regret of yeah. you know having something else all the time. But it definitely is toxic. I feel like anyone who has um, any side passion or like anything that they're trying to do creatively when you're in school it's just like you're on a schedule you right. have to like worry about things that matter like grades and you know getting graduating so right. yeah there know. are so many more like responsibilities other than like I feel and I feel like you're right like I feel like people tend to oversee that they just mm-hmm. assume that like you have this thing and then it's easy because like but it's it's not it's really hard to balance like scheduling especially Mm -hmm. because things can change so much at the last minute um and so you kind of have to learn to adapt um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's cool to hear that oh sorry go ahead oh no no worries um I just had this thought in my mind of like something else that happens with college is you're also grappling with other artists singer songwriters who are trying to do what you do who are not in school because it's not mandatory like at least when you're in high school you kind of figure that like everybody wants like goes to high school you're like legally required to um and there's not that fear of like missing out in terms of opportunities but I think when you're in college first of all to present yourself as someone who takes it seriously is one struggle because everyone in the industry you know you have to convince them that hey I'm like able to play at the same level as the people that are living in LA who like maybe are like working waitressing jobs instead of like going to school or like who have it paid for, but like just are doing music solely. So that's another struggle where you have to like really sit down and see what your values are and figure that like, I want to do school. I'm not doing school because nobody's forcing me to, but I want to do it without sacrificing the music aspect of it. Right. I think you made a really good point about how like artists in LA specifically, they tend to maybe take other artists who, like you said, are doing school or have some sort of other obligation. Like they take that so seriously. So they think like the music isn't as serious and it's kind of just a leisurely thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So like regarding that, like how have you, or have you like interacted with other artists um, and are they like in school or are they doing it like full time? Like, do, do you have any experiences within the artist community that you can like touch on? Yeah, that's a great question. I did do, like I said, like a gap year in Nashville where I would say most of the people that I interacted with just went to Nashville like straight out of high school or um, even if they were going to college, they were going to college for music. So right. everything was like interrelated. 
and it was a good humbling experience and like for perspective because when you're at Stanford it's also this kind of bubble where everyone's like we're at Stanford like hell yeah like we're the best <laughs> yeah tell people that I was going to Stanford and they literally did not know what that was they were because it's like not related to music world at all nobody in the music world cares if you went to Stanford if you went to Harvard like it doesn't you know um translate into that line of work so I did get a dose of like I said realizing I'm doing this because I want to do school but nobody's going to give me an extra pat on the back or like give me extra for doing it at the same time exactly so it's like when you know I would never make an excuse to be like oh but I'm also in school because no one's telling me to do that like that's just you know um but I also do co-write with people that maybe if they're not in school they have like full-time jobs or they're you know like waitressing on the sideline or they so everyone kind of has a side hustle whether that's school or work or wasting your I think you need something um this is kind of a whole opinion but like you need something to take your mind off of it and also like ignite that like fire in the pit of your stomach to say like there's a sense of urgency so when I do spend time on my music it's not like I'm just fiddling around I'm like completely in it because I know um this time I carved out specifically in my day like I don't have this you know lethargic long stream of days ahead of me yeah Yeah, I think that's a really good point I think also um I kind of I just I forget what I was gonna say (laughs) I think that is a really good point that you made and also like doing music at the same time I feel like if you are not starting a music career without already having a following on social media or, and you're just starting it, you know, from scratch, pretty much like trying to build a fan base from like the ground level, you kind of have to do something else, right? Not only to occupy your time, but also to like sustain a living. Um, And so that's really important, especially because like, I feel like this is a a big misconception that people have. Like people think if you have, or I'm speaking generally, like, I feel like people think if you have like a certain amount of monthly Spotify listeners, and it's like maybe over 50,000, like they assume that you like have a lot of money and it's not like that at all. Like, can you kind of explain, like, I I mean, obviously you don't have to go into like how much money you make, but like how much, like, do you, were you kind of surprised by like, you know, because you do have like, you have really popular songs. Like, are you surprised that like from having a certain amount of streams, like how that translated, how much money you were actually getting? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a well-known fact within the music community, but like you said, a lot of listeners don't know this because yeah. they would be surprised and for good reason. Like, I feel yeah. like streamers have a long way to go. Um, they have to do better. It's almost like it's setting a precedent, right? So if like one streaming service like doesn't pay as much, an artist accepts it, then the other streaming services will follow that lead. So it's been battles. It's been legal battles too. But to give perspective, I every song that I've released, I've written by myself. So in terms of the writing credits, I get 100% of that revenue. My whole EP and like the first song that I wrote, I produced that entirely by myself. So even producing credits and like all that money, I get by myself. Right. So almost most of my music, 
I get all of the revenue, especially being an independent artist. I don't have to pay labels. I don't have to pay managers or anything like that. And I still don't make the money to justify dropping out and like dropping like, yeah. I work on the weekends. I probably make more sustainable money from that. And that's also to say like, the reason I do money is not for music. It's like, or reason I do music is not for money. Yeah. <laughs> it's for the love of it. But at the same time, um, you make, I think I've made more than it took to invest in it. And that's also because like you said, I've had popular songs. Yeah. So it's a lot to even break even, honestly. Like, so it's less than people think it does help when they like buy the physical copy or like buy it on iTunes, then you get a lot more of the money. Um, But yeah, like I said, you just kind of have to go in knowing, Hey, I'm doing this because I love it. I'm doing this for people to listen to what I have to say. I'm not going to make a lot of money in the beginning, but once you do have enough leverage, then you can fight for better wages and, you know, compensation. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing for people to realize, like, especially for music or like any kind of entertainment um, industry, like within that, you really have to love what you're doing, because especially at first starting out, it's not going to be the type of money that you would like it to be like, you have to work up to that point. And so like, you really have to love it. Otherwise, you're going to hate it. (laughs) Like, I feel like people maybe like they start doing TikTok, and then like, being really present on social media and like building a fan base for the sole reason of like wanting to, you know, be a name and like maybe move to LA. Like that's a huge thing. And then my next question I think will be like, do you see yourself moving to LA anytime soon? Like after college, maybe to like keep pursuing your music in that space? Yes, I definitely toyed with the idea and The reason I'm in New Jersey for context is because of the pandemic, but I, I do think there's merit in being in the cities that everything's happening, like New York city, LA, and the fact that I'm going to California for college, um, I kind of set up things in LA where it would make sense for me to drive there, take a train there or something like that. Um, yeah, but like you said, I, that was never the goal the goal was not to go to LA I think LA is like a means to an end for like the bigger goal of like doing music and um it's so funny to me when people say the reason they're doing music is to make money because I'm like that's so dumb like (laughs) like there's so many easier like there's so many easier ways to make money money. yeah easier ways to make money and honestly like it's not a guarantee that you're gonna make money with music if anything like you're putting in the money, risking it, like losing it. So it's funny that people have this idea of music is the thing that's going to make you money. I'm like, where did you get that from? (laughs) Because there's so much that goes into having a music career and then like being able to market yourself, especially as an independent artist, to even Mm -hmm. grow a fan base. Like I'm sure for you, like you didn't grow, you know, I mean, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Like I, th- I think somewhere around like 40,000. Yeah, like 42,000. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm sure that didn't, you didn't like grow to like 10,000 followers instantly. Like it's all about marketing is super important. So like for you as an independent artist, do you find it hard to market yourself? Or like at the beginning, was it really hard to like get your music and your name out there? 
yeah i think it's a process and it's counterintuitive and a lot of the reason why it's not straightforward is because the process to even figuring out how to market yourself is not straightforward i think um yeah. i definitely had the mindset before that I had to have everything ready and everything figured out before I even put music out. And now I'm realizing because I put music out, the more I'm putting music out, I'm realizing the common threat. Like I'm realizing, yeah. I'm realizing like what is effective in marketing myself? What do other people see in myself that I did not notice at first? So it's one of those things that you learn as you go. But yeah, you should, there has to be some deliberate, um, message or some self-awareness is the biggest thing. I think people think of marketing some gimmicky, like $500 Facebook ad or something like that. But um, a lot of us can literally just do it. What are you trying to say? Or like, who are you trying to reach? And like, what type of music do you love? Like, these are basic questions, but I yeah. feel like it differentiates between a singer and an artist. So it doesn't have to be that complicated. It's just obviously people with a lot of funding and like Olivia Rodrigo's marketing team, they probably like yeah. probably on it. Like they're probably doing so much like experts at what they're doing. But um, at the end and of I the think, day- I think you yeah. made a really good point about like, you need to know your audience. Like Olivia Rodrigo's marketing team, like they cater to exactly mm-hmm. like our age group, pretty much. TikTok and like, you know, um, oh, and she, she recently did that thing with Joe Biden you know, she yeah. then went to the White House and they was like, get vaccinated. Like that was the White House team. And then also her team, like collaborating because like she is so popular among young people now that like seeing her with Joe Biden, it's like, oh, now I'm going to get vaccinated. Like it's so <laughs> it's such a strategic thing. But knowing your audience is so, so huge. And yeah. I think that kind of leads into my next question, which is your audience and your fans like you have so many now is it sometimes hard to like fathom like how many people follow you and are following your career yes 100 percent. because i don't think i'll be able to process it until i'm in a live room with like their physical faces in front of me yeah. or like seeing how many people can fill up the room even i was talking the other day with someone and i was like yeah like i think i'm gonna tour maybe like intimate venues um maybe like 50 person venues. I'm not sure if anyone's going to show up. It's like, you can definitely make like 50 people show up. And I was like, really? (laughs) Like I, because the last time I performed out was before the pandemic and all of this happened during quarantine. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everything that's happened has happened in the same place. And as much as you see the digital spikes, um, I'm still doing the same things. I'm still like writing the same way. And, um, yeah, I don't think I've, <laughs> I've like I don't think I've processed fully um, how many people that actually is, but it's so cool. I can't believe it every single day. Yeah, and another question I have. I mean, yeah, it's I can't imagine how like you have to think and be like, oh my gosh, this many people follow me. But as far as like, well, I guess you haven't really been to Canvas for school, right? Not mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. Not so yet. in your personal life, kind of, do you notice people maybe like? treating you or acting you or acting a certain way or a different way around you or like trying to like somehow like take advantage of you because you have this following and like they try to like use it to their benefit to like I don't know like I don't know if that makes sense but like do you notice that at all total sense and I'm honestly 
pleasantly surprised how much that has not happened. Um, if anything, like anyone who has reached out to me, it's been very genuine and um, unexpected of anything. It's really like, and this is why I can't even believe it because I'm like, are you sure you don't want anything? But, um, yeah. you know, they're, like they're genuinely um, being like, hey, like I love your music. I resonate with it. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Just the message that they like did not have to send, but they took the time out of their day to like, right. and this is like some stranger that's like trying to pursue this dream. And, um, yeah. you know, they, maybe I'm, I haven't like reached the level where I'll like get a bunch of spam messages, but I think even the people that like want me to do something, it's never about themselves. It's always about some like, it's like sincere, like, yeah, sincere. Yeah. And also, like, I did have, like, for example, if someone reached out and they're like, Hey, can you share this page? It was like a mental health page that they had yeah. made. So it had nothing to do with them. They were just trying to like, um, advance this cause that they were passionate about. So like, I have no problem like sharing those types of things. And also I think it speaks volumes about, you know, I'm proud that my music like attracts those types of people because that's like the type of person I want to be. So, you know, I, yeah, I, I can't complain too much. I feel like my friends have been incredible in, they're very humbling. Like, you know, yeah. and I, I don't consider myself like too, I, I'm not like too mysterious or like too cool where um, yeah. it makes any, if, if anything, if anyone has any idea of me, then they meet me in person. Like, I think they kind of come like, they'll be like, oh, she's like a normal girl, you yeah. know, like I think there's nothing to worry about. Um, and I kind of just do that to myself. So, um, well, yeah, I also think it's super important, like you said, to like have friends and people around you who do keep you grounded and like remind you to like be humble about what you're doing. I mean, and, and then another thing you said was people talk to you and like, they realize like you're just a normal person. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're all normal people, like, yes. like regardless of like what you're doing or like how you are perceived on social media, like everyone's normal. And I think that's something huge that I've come across throughout doing the podcast, because I'll talk to like all of these artists and all these people. And it's just like, you start talking to them. It's kind of like talking to a stranger at a coffee shop, normal. And the conversation flows and it's, you kind of forget what they are on social media and anything like that because you're just in a conversation with them in that moment which is completely normal so mm-hmm. yeah that is a huge one I um, love that yeah I mean I I came up with that like coffee shop analogy on the spot but like it really does make sense yeah, <laughs> yeah. um okay so concerts are starting back up soon I mean Lollapalooza well by the time this comes out will have happened like a while ago, but Lollapalooza just happened. And I mean, I was seeing all the pictures and everything and there's so many people and I'm like, oh my gosh, with the Delta variant coming out, I'm like, like a little bit scary, but how do you feel about concerts starting back up? Like, are you planning on seeing any anytime soon? Or are you still in that like kind of fearful COVID phase? Cause I feel like I'm starting to kind of get back into that, especially with all the rising cases, mm-hmm. the Delta variant. So like, how, what do you think about it? I'm the same way. I think I definitely saw it and was like, ah, like yeah. I, I my biggest thing has definitely been um, because I'm so in the school thing, like, or like at least in that bubble of conversation. Yeah. Um, most of those people have been worried about like, is school going to open up again? Because yeah. I, if I have to do another year of like Zoom classes, I'll literally like I like I I just won't, yeah. won't even do it. Like I I can't 
um, which is a lie. Like if you have to do it, you do it. But concerts, I think if it's like an intimate venue, maybe like I did do a show the other week at Weber Cafe in Nashville, which has maybe maximum capacity of like 50, 75 people oh, or wow. so. Um, even still, it was weird because it'd been over a year um, yeah. and I was like, ah, I'm vaccinated, but like you obviously can't ask every single person that they're vaccinated. Right. The anxiety it just causes is like a little much. And Lollapalooza, I have friends that perform there, Brooke Alex. If you went to Lollapalooza, you saw Brooke Alex. Um, she's great. And I don't know. I don't think I'll go to a big concert, but maybe intimate venues and we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Um, this Delta. Ah, it's, like, so scary. It's, it's so scary. It's so scary. So disheartening is like this summer. I think everyone was starting to feel back and that like yeah. normal quote unquote normal life is kind of coming back. And then like this happens and it's like, oh my goodness. And like, I'm especially. Like, so I'm traveling tomorrow. Um, and we planned this when this Delta variant wasn't a thing. And now we're even <laughs> considering like canceling the trip. But also I yeah. was just like, this is one thing I had over the summer. Like if we don't have this, then like have nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because especially because like, you don't know if like in two months, if it'll even be like allowed again, which is so scary. I even think that it could go back to like the way it was like a year ago, but in the day it's for safety reasons and obviously we understand <laughs> but it's not fun um so uh, kind of described your music as like melancholy and an upbeat vibe for some of them but do you have any artists that you look up to or that inspire your music to kind of have like that similar vibe to it yeah I always say um John Mayer, Casey Musgraves, Lana Del Rey. Um, generally, artists that write their own songs, I relate to because it tends to be more introspective and personal. And I feel like a lot of those people, and like weirdly enough, you can, you can tell through music kind of um, a lot about an artist. And that's why I think like even when I talk to fans and like people that listen to my music I'm like yeah. wait are you friends with you in real life this is so dope <laughs> um they tend to be like like John Mayer when he talks is like very intelligent and I think he like thinks things through the fact that he's friends with like Dave Chappelle I'm like I just want to be <laughs> like I don't know I, know, I, like, I want to be in that friend group <laughs> I just, because I love like I think both of them um just the way that they think about things is really interesting. Um, Casey Musgraves is like hilarious. And I just feel like same thing. I'd be her friend. Um, Lana Del Rey, I just love the lyricism and like the world she builds around her music. Mm, who else? I think musically, I take inspiration from different places. Like I grew up learning Indian classical music. Mm. So um, I'm still kind of in that sphere yeah. of melodies and I love neo-soul R&B so yeah it's it's a lot of like you know just experimenting listening to different types of music but also like I said having that common thread throughout like introspective and like observing of the world and like yeah. what, who are you as a person and how do you like encapsulate that on the page very well said <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, so you mentioned at the beginning that um, some of your, or maybe a lot of your fans were like accumulated through TikTok and your presence on there. I mean, for starters, um, how do you think, and I, I kind of always like to touch on this, how do you think TikTok is affecting or like changing the music industry? Because I feel like it's had such a big impact on the music industry, especially um, like last summer, like all of the, like the singles and songs that were coming out, like that would go viral on TikTok and then like boost that musician's like fan base a bunch. So like, how do you think, or do you like the way it's impacting the music industry? Yeah, I definitely think it's given power to independent artists like myself. Um, just the algorithm alone, the fact that you see strangers and it's not necessarily like who you inherently follow. Um, it's a lot of like quality. You're like incentivized to give quality content as in an artist. It like gives you freedom to be like, I know my song is good. I don't have to worry about all the semantics of, yeah. you know, putting my face in front of people because if it's good, then, you know, people will like it, people will comment. Um, right. So you can focus on the music part of it, which is like, obviously like the dream, you know, it's the goal yeah. is focus on the music. Um, like you said, it, it's probably the platform that I see the most translation from, you know, if you haven't released a song yet and people are asking to stream it, people will stream it. Sometimes yeah. you get a little paranoid that like, oh, they're just saying this, but like, they're not going to follow through. Um, but that's been great. Obviously, marketing is a lot more accessible. Like we talked about as long as you know um, your niche, what you want to say, and that the music is good, you will be able to market yourself. It's not a yeah. matter of, um, you know, $500. I just keep on saying Facebook ads, but that just feels like <laughs> the most, <laughs> the most uh, arbitrary way of marketing. And definitely the fact that like Doja Cat was, she was nominated for a Grammy, right? Like yeah. something like that where that definitely had to do a lot with like TikTok. Like, oh, and for she, sure. And just to even grasp that, that like, oh my gosh, like someone who started off with the Moo, like the Moo I song. I know. Doja Cat is such a good example because like her yeah. Say So song yeah. went so viral on TikTok and it was hard for like a long time, like a month. Yeah. Um, and and over that app, like every yes. album has one trend or the other. And I think her and Lil Nas X are just the best marketers of their music. Oh my like, gosh. I, yeah. Uh, it's, it's so insane to think about, but I feel like a broken record, like everyone is saying this, but it's so true that TikTok is like changing the game. And it is it's, for sure. Um, I feel like a lot of artists may like start writing songs for them to go viral on TikTok. Like the so like so like maybe they're like, oh my gosh, like this part of the song could like totally be a TikTok dance or a TikTok yeah, sound. Yeah. And then for it to go viral and then like have that song blow up. Mm-hmm. Um, I can definitely see that happening maybe for a lot of artists just because of like the amount that TikTok is really changing the game, like you said. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. I don't like it when people try to do songs just for TikTok, like, I feel like it's obvious when they try to make some, um, the most obvious part of that is when you hear an excerpt of the song on TikTok, you get really excited, and then you go on Spotify, 
and that's the best part of the song or like that's yeah. the only part of the song and every other part is like it's what like an, a minute and a half song and the rest of it is just like bland because you yeah. know they just that one part for the tiktok song i think i feel like listeners are smarter than that um to kind of dumb it down and be like everyone's gonna use this on tiktok because it's like trendy yeah. people can people make tiktok audios with like lana del rey songs you know what i'm saying where it's like yeah. the antithesis of a tiktok song as long as the fans love the music they can make it a trend no matter what like people are fucking creative so yeah. to try to make it like a tiktok trend is like a disservice to the song and it's also so um it dates the song too like yeah your- because like you'll like listen to it like while it's really popular on tiktok and then like yeah. once it's not it's like oh like that's a tiktok song and you yeah. know when songs yeah. in your playlist that when you hear them they're like oh that's a tiktok song like yeah that song to, like outlast that you yeah, know exactly people won't listen to it being like oh my gosh like this what what song is going viral on tiktok that was like iris by the Goo dolls Ooh, like that's Oh, it's like, um, yeah, I don't want the world to see. Oh, yeah. Where, um, you know, that song can last generations and it can still yeah. go viral on TikTok, but like certain songs that go viral on TikTok will not last generations. Like, you just know it just won't. Yeah. But um, that's like a interesting topic. Yeah. I, I mean, the TikTok and the music industry conversation can literally last forever. It is such a complex thing because it's like, it's changing all the time. Like it's never like steady. Like it's just always changing. And so I could talk about that for hours, but obviously I want to talk more about you. Where do you see yourself in like five years? And like, are you like, do you see yourself? Well, I think you you already said you like want to move to LA eventually. Um, Where do you see yourself in five years as far as like your music and like where you are in your career? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, five years from now, I'd be 25. Um, hopefully armed with some Grammys. <laughs> I definitely want to take this all the way. Um, like we were talking about a little bit earlier, sometimes it's confusing for people, whether you're like taking it seriously or you're just doing it as a hobby. And I don't know, like clear to everyone that like listens to my music. Like, I promise you, I'm trying to take this like super serious. Like this is my life. So, um, definitely want to do a lot of live shows and um I have my vision board like you you know the whole the whole like you know I'm gonna be like um I think I want to be known as someone that is true in their music and has something unique to bring to the table I think I work really hard to make sure that like creatively I'm contributing in some way so I don't think I'd be happy being someone that's just like in the studio being like, okay, like do it. And then I'll come back and like, you yeah. know, song. <laughs> I, I, you know, just like in my brain, I feel like a large part of my artistry is like the songwriting. So hopefully like, I think definitely want to do like some albums. I'm planning on doing like a long-term project um, soon. So I put out a lot of singles and now everyone's yeah. asking for a longer longer thing and I definitely want to be an album artist so that's on this table yeah well I will definitely be looking forward to hearing an album from you and seeing how much you grow in your music over time I'll definitely keep following up on that because like I said I love your music I 
it, it is really like it's feel good music and it's like very relatable. You're very good at making your lyrics relatable and like painting a picture for like what the story is in that song. So I'm so excited to see where you go in your career in the next few years. And yeah, that was all the questions I had for you today. Thank you so much for answering all of them and just having such insightful answers to pretty much everything. That was great. So um, yeah. And before we wrap up this interview, do you want to let the listeners know where they can find you on social media and where they can stream your music? Yeah, of course. Um, you can find me, Isha Music, on all um, social media stuff. That's E-A-S-H-A. And then on streaming platforms, it's Isha. So just E-A-S-H-A. Um, pretty much everywhere. And thank you, Layla, so much. Um, you had great questions. Some of these questions I've never heard before, which is really rare when you're doing like um, podcasts about things. Yeah. But um, I think it's refreshing that you're also a college student, um, you know, going through the same thing, especially now. And it's so commendable that you have like a full-fledged podcast. Like you said, having coffee with strangers. Um, and I just, I don't know. I think it's so cool that you have this whole thing set up. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, I, I will say the same thing about you and your music, being a college student and have this music career and this following is so impressive. So props to you. All right. Uh, That is the end of the interview. Thank you so much, Isha, for joining me on Hollywood Hero today and definitely stream her music on all platforms, pretty much every platform. Definitely stream her music, follow her on Instagram and follow me on Instagram at Hollywood Hero Pod for more updates on the podcast. And yeah, that's all. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye.